If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Thank you. I don't know what it is. I just been busy. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So I'm a part now, of your busy now, nigga. I no no no. I understand. I understand. I'm part of your busy. Call me, nigga. I understand. That's it. But you know, to 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 for my, I've been talking to Rich, who's who's like you. You know, you're my capo on the streets. That's my capo on business. That's a fact, right? So I've been talking to Rich, and Rich has been relating the message. Facts. <laughs> I, I've seen physics. I've seen I, physics on Sunday. I've been getting the messages. He filmed me, yeah, yeah, yeah. me playing basketball on Sunday. Knees bad and all. Knees bad and all. I just came back from doing press with my brother. who was in LA, LA doing press yeah. for our album that's coming out next month. Yo, I've been busy. Full court press. I've been busy. I've been busy. It's not personal why I haven't spoken to you, but sometimes I want to keep our conversation for when we get here. Because if I talk to you so much and I, I got to talk to you on camera, I'm like, what we going to talk about? I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. Fuck that. I'm start to, I'm start being focused. I was supposed to be there. Nah, I feel you, but you know what? This is, this... And that ain't I'll, nothing to do with it. Nah, I had nothing to do with it. I respect. 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 You now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast. Shit! Right. Shit! Let's go. Who we got in here? Oh shit, I didn't even. You did your white outlet? I just did. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> I just did. Hey, yo, we excited even, or something? I didn't even, get, I didn't even hey. catch your white ad lip because I got. Man, yo, hold on. Wait a second. Man. Wait a second, man. Let me give let me give you let me give you your flowers, man. Let me let me give roll. Let me roll the, 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 the red carpet out for you real fast. Hold on. You know now, I think I will go on record for saying sometimes I use the word brother too loosely. Right? Because when I start saying brother for certain people, I like when I say brother for you. Well, Right? right, Justin Scott. Yes. Sir. When I say brother for you, Amen. brother is this is beyond rap. Amen. This is turn the the cameras turned off, no microphone, no beats. Well, you know what I mean. This is brother shit. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody that I will call at any time of the day and night and talk about life yeah. and cry and feel like a human being. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Yeah. From and and this is ten years plus. Let's go, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the first time I heard this brother was from a, a guy named Perry Landersberg. Oh shit! Right? <laughs> shout what? Out, shout out to shout out to Perry Landersberg. Ringtone gang. <laughs> Ringtone gang. You know what I mean? The first Ooh. time I heard, I just touched down. Instantly, I said, I gotta work with this cat. I said, who made that beat? <laughs> he made that beat. Him. Him. Mm. Right? Then, fast forward, I had the honor and privilege to be in your presence. Right? When Johnny heard you and was blown away. And like every artist, special artist that he's encountered, I had the pleasure of being the first one to be like, to he be so excited, yeah. like yo, you gotta, you gotta hit it, yeah. right? And he's like, yo, guess what? I spoke to him, and I think we about to do some business. And you came to New York City, 
Okay. And we was fucking friends ever since. Yeah, you you sped that story up though. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I want to say one Go thing. Ahead, bro. Put it in the front. I met you, bro. I had on some polo boots, a polo <laughs> sport <laughs> shirt, and like some fucking Ed Hardy denim. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, man. That's I was crazy. Down bad, you know the time because of that. Yeah, I yeah. Right, down bad, bro. Whatever. You <laughs> see me pull up looking like Crocodile Dundee with a medic. <laughs> nigga had on the medic hat, the medic patches, all that. And I think he had like a book bag. It, bro, it was all like he's saving lives. With <laughs> <laughs> and the nigga looked me up and down. Mind you, everybody been kind of like, that's. Okay, what you, that's what that's polo niggas. Is, that nigga walked in and was like, bro, I gotta put you on this rugby shit. Mm. Like, bro, I gotta put you on this rugby shit. And I, and me, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, nigga, polo boots in the sound, nigga. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, what's <laughs> about? And I threw that fucking outfit together in like a day because I knew I was coming to New York and I met the nigga and I was like, this nigga looks cool. Like I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> he walking in, be looking like a movie. And then I was like, oh, okay. I, I can fuck with that look. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And yeah, I kept the polo boots, changed the denim up a little bit, and from that point, it was going rugby shopping. And so, nigga, I had like four rugby shirts. I swear I alternated them bitches for like two months, <laughs> man. Two months, Fucking bro. better alternate. I still got them, bro. I still got them motherfuckers, bro. That's and it was clean, bro. And every, every time we would go in the store, it was like, yo, they knew him. And I'd be like, all right, I want those. I get that. Look cool, but it was like, yo. Niggas came in and be like crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, yo, he said the niggas in the store knew him. That shit was amazing. It was, it, it was, amazing. It was, it I was, seen him online. I seen him online. Yeah. Mind you, I had looked everybody on the roster before I even came to New York. And then it's just, everybody's like, oh, okay, nigga's a cool person. Then the nigga come through. I was like, oh, okay, this nigga here. He goes with it. He was like, yeah, bro, we're going to get you right, bro. We're going to get you right, bro. Did you feel welcome? Yeah, I mean, but it, for, for me, it was, man, I was, it, it wasn't even about the being in the room with them. Man, getting off the flight and just getting to the, you know, getting into a cab was overwhelming. Mm. So by the time I got in the room, I didn't really give a fuck what people thought about my clothes. I was like, nigga, I'm in New York, and I'm looking out this window, and these rappers I'm watching, on, and I'm like, oh, this, this is a different this move for me. I didn't give a fuck what people thought about my clothes. I was mm-hmm. broke as shit. <laughs> I went and got, I broke my bank for them polo boots. No. <laughs> I'm so but we got so far ahead, I didn't even finish my intro. Keep it Can going. Can I finish what? my intro? Nah, this is the best intro yet. This is the best intro yet. I ain't gonna hold you to right? it. Now, 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 hold on. <laughs> I, got, I got not only one of the greatest artists in our time. Facts. One of the greatest <laughs> artists of all time. Mm. And when I say that, I don't say that loosely. I'm talking about a nigga that could write songs for himself and others. He can sing. He can engineer. He can mix and master. He does. He's the one-stop shop. A visionary for the music as far as he knows how he wants his shit to look as he's crafting it. That's a, a art and a talent within itself. I have my motherfucking brother <laughs> Talk. Well, from Meridian, Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi. You heard well, me? Well, let's go. 
big 300 block, you heard? What? 300 block. Big 300 block. My nigga, my nigga is a, you know what I'm saying? We do our research over at the party. All right? 300 block. You know what I'm saying? All right? All right, all right. You know what? King remembered in time. King of the South, no, we not going to regionalize and generalize that. We have one of the kings of the motherfucking music game. Talking shit. We have motherfucking <laughs> big motherfucking crit in this motherfucking world. Critical in this motherfucking world. The fuck is going on, man? I go on record saying this shit. Critical, you know what I'm saying? Productions. What you know about bro? What the fuck, nigga? For one, I'm happy to see you in New York City. Alright? Now I can let my excitement go. My nigga is in New York City. Shit, right? Because we could have did this interview. We could have did this interview last year. We could have done it on Zoom. I could have came to the A. I could have bought the equipment to LA. Right? But I said, nah, I'm not letting this nigga off the hook. I'm not letting him off the hook. Let's he go. gotta come. He gotta come sit in the room Let's with the go. essence. You see, I immortalized us. Hey, hey bro, but look, but you ain't giving yourself enough credit. I walked in here and I was like, bro, your memorabilia is beautiful. It's, it's amazing, bro. Man. You're well traveled. R.I.P. Scott Hall. R.I.P. Scott Hall. R.I.P. the bad guy. You know, you sorry, man. We got the bad guy. You true, you know. But this shit is beautiful, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, man. You know. And, and I've been honored and privileged to, to, to share a lot of these moments. Yeah, but you know, a lot of these moments, you know, you're, you're, you're a part yeah, of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kicking it like, yo, bro, get another picture, bro. Get another picture, bro. I'm definitely there, like, bro, get another picture, bro. Like, fuck it. My wow. brother, how the fuck are you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Like, like it's amazing to see the world open up, like, mm. to this degree. And for me to be here, bro. It's been some years, actually. Cause I've been in New York and talking to youth, you know what I'm saying? We move around, but this shit is, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> and I'm proud of you, bro, because this is a different, oh shit. No, we hey. <laughs> Reflexes is <laughs> on that, boy. But no, nah, I mean, what I, what I would say is, bro, the, this, like, the way you are as far as your musicianship, the legendary status, people gonna pull up for you, Smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because... The camaraderie, like a lot of us, man, might have never been in New York before. We meet Smoke Dizzy, we, we feel welcome. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, ah, right, as soon as I pull up, I'm gonna hit Smoke, bro. I was on not a little stoop with you. You definitely was on the nine. Yeah, I was, like, that's definitely crazy. was on the nine. I know, Many times. I'm like, wow. And then it got to the point where it was very comfortable Facts. being out there, like. Facts. And, you know, I mean, my nigga, that's that's a big step for me, country boy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Secret to Success, even that record, DD-172, there was levels of being around you, and it's just like the room, it's like, all right, bro, we out here, we working, but everybody know that the first person they met was normally Smoke Dizzy. Mm-hmm. And then Smoke mm-hmm. Dizzy's like, hey, bro, Gatekeeper. let me show you this, let me show you that, bro. Look at it like, yeah, bro, so, yeah. You know, this is, I, I can't stress the word brother when I, when I talk about this guy because this podcast is just being filmed. Me and him have podcast conversations every single day. Definitely. You know what I mean? Every time I'm on just phone, yesterday. Our, our, our perspectives <laughs> go so far out there, so it's so dope to, to have this that the world can see. You know what I mean? This is like motherfucking, uh, this is like when motherfucking um, Isaiah and Magic 
<laughs> sitting having conversations or like, mm. you know, Paul Pierce and KG, niggas yeah. are sitting having conversations. This is that, you know what I mean? Because we really play the game. Mm. And not only do we play the game, we play the game together. Yes. Right? So... It's, it's even different. When coaches call, we don't care. Right. It's, it's, it's even. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, right, right, right. Playing coaches. Playing coaches. Right. Not, not, not only that, but, but we, you know, being on the hardwood is a little different. Mm-hmm. Than, than, different, than, different, than, different view. You know what I mean? Different view. Mm, that's, that's a good different. one. Look, look, look. You got that skybox. You don't know what it's like. It's a little different. Trying to hit that shot. It's on court. Right. It's a little different, right? And so, so, so now I wanna, I wanna date back. Before we even get to Triple okay. I want to go to the creation of, of all these records because a lot of these records that you have, they were already it was already a concept it was already in conception yeah. before mm-hmm. we got to Crip was here and then Crip was here being a coming out party, so to speak, as yeah. far as you know the world getting to um, getting to to see and hear Big Crit the way everybody else is hearing yeah. and that was just like you know the stamp. Now the record no weeds. One of my favorite records right now, I don't, what's the best way to articulate this question? Now, what is your thought process when you go into creating these records? Because you come, you come with these records with the concept already. Where, where does your mind go when you, for, for no weeds? What was your mindset? I mean, when we was already, I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's going to be real, like a pot of gumbo when it comes to music, right? Mm-hmm. I know everybody's vocal tone, I know tempos that most people like to rap off of. Mm-hmm. And we was already working, you know, at DD17. We was already make, ready making music. And so it's kind of like, I know what me and Currency and Smoke Boogie would sound good on in a sense. Because I know the tempo and the capacity for us to be able to flow over certain records, even back then. And then I'm a fan of both of y'all and y'all flows and seeing how y'all get down. So it was really easy, in a sense, to create the record. The, the, <laughs> the narrative was trying to figure out who go first, then the hook, and then how to make it make sense. That beat is super slow, bro. But we make it exciting, too, though, mm. because of what we're saying. Mm. The hook is what would be now technically a long hook. But it just it feels good because of what we're saying. And then there was nobody. I don't even the word Wheaties, bro. Come on, bro. Like, let's be real. I, it was almost like I mean, we dating. I like we know uh, you gotta be a certain age to even know what the fuck a Wheaties yeah, is. Right. But we it was a rejuvenation. Like, oh shit, Wheaties. Yeah, that's what all the great motherfuckers would be on. You know, <coughs> you know. And so it was. It was for me. It it was just a, a, a once again that reiteration. Like, bro, we greats already, and people didn't even realize it in a sense. You know, mm. and so no ease was just like a, we don't give a fuck what the label doing. We don't care what the radio doing. In this space, we the niggas though. Mm. So now, <clears throat> now let's go into this gumbo. Crazy. Okay. Right. Well, a lot of shit. It's so much. It's so many moments and gems to to, to pull from Crippers. Mm. Right. So, children of the world. Mm. Ooh. Another one of my favorite right? I know exactly when I wrote that though. When did you write that? Uh, Christmas Day 2009. Mm. Yeah, that's when I wrote that. Mm. Damn. 
See now, nah, because the thing is, he, he's very meticulous. Cause yeah, well, that wasn't even meticulous. I was just by myself. <laughs> I was fucking by myself. I wasn't in Meridian, and then most, you know, most people like they do, they celebrate Christmas with their family, and I, I felt a little like I not. Well, not only was I not with my people, but I wasn't in the best financial state either. And so I decided not to go spend Christmas with other people and bring their energy down. Mm-hmm. So I stayed at home and we were chilling in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I, stayed, I stayed at the spot because at the time I was living with Big Son, P.O., and my partner Jermaine. So they took me in and shit. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there, right? And when I heard 
that record, I was so excited. Not yeah. just for one, I love the record because the record is fire. Right. Two, I got three niggas that I really like their shit yeah. on the, on the record together for the yeah. first time. Now, Wiz and and, and Spitter was a tandem already with oh, Car yeah. Service mm-hmm. and, and and different records that they had servicing, right? And then when you came into play with that, it just felt like the big three. Yeah, right? Let's go. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. give me the conception of that record. Because I really wasn't there, so I don't even, I don't know. The funny shit is, so I'm in New York. I played the Glass House beat for Currency first, though. We just ain't had nothing. Like, wait a minute, I just played the beat. Mm-hmm. Currency heard it, was fucking with it. I think I actually played that for him around the time I, was, I had the No Weedy stage going. We get to South by Southwest. Currency just like, yo, play that glass house shit. And that's how that popped off. Mind you, though, when I pulled up, I got speakers, I got my computer, I'm making beats and shit while people coming in, leaving out, all that. Late night, he's like, yo, play that shit. I'm like, all right, bet, cool. And I already had the hook on it, I think. And then Wiz is like, yo, that shit hard. Currency laughing at cartoons and shit. Like, yeah, nigga, we should rap on this. Bro, <laughs> yo, when I tell you, bro, them motherfuckers wrote their verses, bro. They had a show that night, too. So it was like, they literally wrote their verses and laid them motherfuckers real quick. Like, got it done. So I'm, you know, I'm there. I got an off night and shit. So I'm doing my engineering shit. And so I'm, I'm, I'm chopping shit up, moving shit around. <laughs> Everybody fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, bro, them niggas killed that shit. I'm going to just do my verse on the third. Because I wanted to go, you know, this way. Whatever they laid their verse, that's where that motherfucker stayed. And then I play that shit for everybody in the morning. The niggas come back like, bro, what the fuck? Bro, and that shit just kind of went up from there. And then I remember getting a call with, uh, from Will. Uh, Shives and Eric from Will. Mm-hmm. Will was like, yo, uh, we just want to put it on Christian Orange Juice. Mm. And that, ex- that, that literally did yeah. That shit was exposed. Don't mind my sound. My sound's gonna go off. One of the best big states of all times to me. That shit exposed my, like, me to so many people that wasn't aware of not only children in the world, but just me in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. And that's a fact. And you know, it was a time capsule when when all those records and projects came out. Mm-hmm. It was the Cushion Orange Juice. Yes. It was the Crip was here. Yes. It was um, Pilot Talk. Yes. It was George Cush. And all of that came from us all just having that energy we had bottled up. It felt up. so easy, though. It, it was, was like... effortless. <laughs> it was effortless. Uh, now, it's another effortless time I'm, I want to get to, right? Okay. But I want to I wanna pin this crit was here real fast, and I want to track back a little bit now. Right. I got a lot of friends that that's athletes or that was athletes before we got into Ooh, being right. musicians, yeah. right? And most of my friends, like, play basketball, mm-hmm. right? I got one friend that played tennis. Yeah. Shout out to Shite Buck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, word. Jace <laughs> yeah. is playing fucking tennis. That's a fact. Really, really good, too. Right? Oh, wow. Right? And then, the and then, crazy, and right? then I, have a, I have a friend, I have a friend that played baseball really well. Right? Here goes by the name of Big Crit. Oh, really well. Right. I thought you were talking about somebody else. Talking shit. Talking shit. Talking shit. Right. So <laughs> now, this is this is a childhood question. Now you know okay. where everybody you know in, in inner cities, like yeah. the hood, yeah. in with so many words, yeah. like where we from, right? Yeah. Niggas play basketball. Mm-hmm. What made you play baseball? My pops played baseball. Talk. Yeah, my pops played baseball. And then, man, something about. <laughs> 
basketball, like the different version of hand-eye coordination. Mm. And for me, it was like, bro, I could, my bird crazy, but I can't gather up. Mm. But then I'm six one, so I need to be like, hey, bro, you 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 tall? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, <laughs> you know I'm saying, I'm not really that tall, you know. But for me, it just I gravitated towards baseball because that's what my pops played. Baseball is a different kind of individual sport in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's it, and then where I'm from, it's I could pinpoint people who actually made it in baseball and football more than I could in basketball. Mm-hmm. And we had a court and all that, but that was normally the place where a lot of a lot of fights and shit happened. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for the game and stuff. But no, nah, bro, I couldn't. I couldn't. My bird wasn't shit. I couldn't dribble. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so baseball was the move for me. And then um, I don't. My wrist don't be in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I remember, oh, man, I did it. Hey, yeah, it's fucking funny. I did a fucking free throw shit on KG and show. And then ninth one of them just cracking on me by my free throw game and shit. I'm thinking oh. myself, my, not only can my wrist not be in, but I throw three quarters. So I'm not overhand. So my normal function for shit is this way. It's the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I can throw a baseball 92, 93 miles per hour this way, but I can't do it like this. My oh. rotating cuff is just built there. So, <laughs> baseball was better suited for me. And I was 140 pounds in the ball for 150 feet. So. That's crazy. Yeah, believe that. Because baseball is a, is a hand coordination. Right, it's man, it's that's hand-eye coordination. You, you know allowed what I mean? to hit a bucket for you hit a baseball. That's a fact. I played in Harlem Little League, but I never, <laughs> I never <laughs> did, I never did what nothing. What was the name of your team, nigga? What? I was on X-Men. What I was, was, I was on the Bombers. Well, I was on the Bombers. I was on the Bombers. Structure Steel. I only played on the Bombers two games. You know what I mean? I had... That's I was, it? That was a shortstop. You wasn't in baseball. I wasn't, I wasn't good. <laughs> it was like... That was, was like me trying out for basketball and they had the cones out there and I saw how I just couldn't... The suicide drills? I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> in baseball, you run, but you don't run. Basketball is like... Yeah, 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 yeah. running. It's a running gun nah, thing. Well, but I just tried my hand in because, you know, I had another friend at the time that was doing it. I was like, just let me see what it is. Oh, okay. And I couldn't do it. So I respect the niggas that do do it correctly from me. I say 420 feet, not 450. Just in case I'm getting scouted out. Sheesh. I'll be there. 420, not I'm trying out for the Braves next year. As you should. Fuck yeah. As you should. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, never I'm Rudy. Seen. I'm Rudy. One game, New Jersey. Even if I strike out, nigga, I don't give a fuck. Just got my jersey, I retire. Right Has there ever been a rapper that actually left rap? Like how, you know, J. Cole, nah, J. Cole did basketball. Nobody did baseball, baseball right? Bro, they throwing a slider in 80, well, 89, yeah, 99. Yeah, that's just different. You get a baseball bro, if contract, I file tip the ball in the professional league, I win. <laughs> if, I, if I fucking file tip that, bitch, that's like a home run. Because you got to be an extreme athlete to even... That hand eye coordination is different. ridiculous. But Dutch, Dutch is here, but he can he can kind of vouch. We was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He had the batting cages. Yeah. I almost got picked up by a fucking <laughs> a fucking like Negro League classic team. Oh yeah. And I'm in the batting cages hitting the ball like boom. Buddy was like, yo, you 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 look tired. You want to play? Yeah, dude, definitely asked. She was like, hey, bro, we 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 do like old school like baseball. Oh, oh, cool. pick up. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, but your hand and your wrist is you're fast with zone. I'm like, yeah. It was funny. Oh, if man. you had to compare yourself to an athlete and compare your, to, to your music style, who would it be? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough. Ah, man. Fuck. Bo Jackson. Bo, ooh, Bo Jackson. That's a good one. Damn, shout out to you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Know, I'm, let me not shit on my nigga. Bro. For one, Thank nigga, you, nigga came here, he came here with a Bo haircut. Jackson. 
when I was growing up, looking at somebody on TV like it's impossible shit. Right. First off, mm-hmm. like, just, the TV is a fucking different universe. Right, right. right? Um, and then the idea of being on 106 in Prague and all these things. But it's still the want to accomplish it. But the bare minimum is like, I just want to be on the radio. Then mm-hmm. the bare minimum is like, man, I just want to go to Birmingham. I just want to mm-hmm. go to Atlanta, promote my music, perform in front of people, like open mics, shit like that. But I knew that in order for me to get farther, the lyrical side of me had to be present. The production got me in rooms with people. Because if I'm just, I mean, I'm killing it on body on records, but I don't make beats, niggas ain't gonna want me on these records. Mm. Then it's like this combative thing. But if, fuck how I'm rapping, niggas like, bro, who made the beat? I go, oh, I made the beat. Then I get in the room with them, mm. and I don't gotta rap. But mm. I'm building this relationship. I'm like, well, who on the hook? That's me on the hook. Shit, bro, can we keep the hook? Yeah. He's like, bro, you rap? Like, yeah, I rap. Yeah, shit, jump on, I bet. And then it just, yeah, just keep building with people, and it's not this uh, competitive nature thing. Right, because right? I can fall back. It's like, bro, I just heard you on this record, bro. And then from that, we just keep building. And so I just knew I had to be lyrical. And I learned, again, I learned a lot of that from watching David Banner, how he moved. Mm. Banner, mm. Shout out to Banner. Mm. That's, that's a great I was going to ask you that. I swear that. Yo. that <laughs> I, I swear going. I was David Banner is a lyrical mother. And he is, he is, he is like, I'll body you. That crunk shit is like, he can do that. But he body you if if you not if you not awake if you not patient and he he made the beat. So seeing him and see how he was able to get in rooms with people, and I remember and I t- I say this every time the Noriega Capone record he had I was like how the fuck is this country good? So Mississippi got a record with Noriega Capone. I was like this is crazy. <laughs> and shit jamming. And for crazy. me it's like wow he he everywhere and I mean wanting to be like that it's like oh man that's just, that's that'll get me in the room where I don't have to try to be a rapper. In the moment, and then the minute I say I'm from Mississippi, so I'm like, oh, that mm. beat jamming though. Mm. Like, who made this beat? <laughs> and mind you, you you and Band is two of the hardest niggas to ever come out of Mississippi hey, ever in sure. life, right? For and sure. it's it's the illest part is y'all both fucking New York niggas. Oh yeah. Because I seen Band I want to say three weeks ago at Conway's listening party. Oh, yeah, yeah, you t- <laughs> right? Yeah. And that was my first time like really being yeah. they embraced me. So warm, it was a warm welcome because he yeah. knows we're brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Yo, you spoke the <laughs> man. You keep him close. Yeah. Keep him close. That's our brother. Like, keep him close. Yesterday. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's right. that, it's fucking it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Right, so you know, I pinned that to get to the baseball thing because I feel like that's a hidden gem okay. that we don't that people don't talk about enough with you because yeah. I need them to know how how multi talented. <laughs> This Bo Jackson motherfucker in front of me is that oh. you do it all. I mean, I right. think I said enough in the beginning. Like, don't get too, don't you know? Ain't too much going on. But I, <laughs> I was like, nah, I played through high school, man. High catcher, pitcher, left field, shortstop. Eyes got bad. Where well, I, well, I was shaved, glasses now. All these shit got messy. Description. You feel me? I put my ass on first base. I couldn't see that ball. I had a game. Well, we had like a game or two. Whatever. Coach told everybody he wants to shave our beards off and shit. Like, we getting older, so you know, motherfuckers be like, ah, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm a senior. I'm like, man, I got my shit together. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's my manhood. Yeah. I shaved my shit off. Fuck it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to quit this shit. Quit, the, quit literally baseball in. Went to Atlanta, like, uh, the next day over, made like $500 off of, like, 10 beats. I'm like, fucking 16 years old, bro. I was like, man, fuck baseball. I was, like, I, was like, money. I was like, wow. I was thinking to myself, like, man, because my cousin, amazing baseball player, and he just went through a lot in, like, uh, single A, double A. So, mm. for me, it was like, I wasn't as good as him, but I had potential to 
music. So I was like, well, I'm going to just do that. I saw it early. And I was going to school for architecture. I was like, man, I'm in drafting class, drawing. I asked the dude, I was like, man, how long did it take you to start making money in your home? Because he come in there, he's like, I'm good. He's like, yeah, man, uh, I, I went to school for this amount of time. I interned for four years. I turned 32 and I started my business. And he was like, fucking 38. Mm. I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I don't got that much time to start making money. <laughs> and so she, I was like, it's going to be the music shit for me. And so I was literally producing records for most of the people in my city, rapping. And um, that was it, bro. I quit baseball. And it took my dad a long time to like understand Accepted. why. But he started to see, even though I wasn't on the baseball field, I was playing my music when when baseball players were going out. Mm-hmm. Or people would be like, K-R-I-T, you know. That was a song I had. Then I'm on radio uh, with this Adidas Ones in the Club record. And so he started to be like, you know what? That's cool, because I created the identity for myself outside of him and my brother. You know, and it was Big Creek, not Justin Scott, you know what I'm saying? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, yeah. You know, R.I.P. the OG. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but my dad was very 
Yes, it's it's hip hop, and my cousins now put me on to like UGK and all these people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of UGK, right? Another another important record in the Big Crit catalog that oh, you okay. reference a lot in regular conversation. Yeah. Oh, country shit. shit. Yes, sir. Right. So the original record was was already a hit. Yeah, I did that. Too th- I played it. Was you was you around? Of course I, I, I know. I, I played it. I know I played it for. We were shooting children of the world, bro. Chida and Kuke, Kude was down there. Mm-hmm. Played it for everybody. Playing mm-hmm. it for Steve. I'm like, yo, this is it. You just said Kuli and Chike. So just like, it was just like a food. Man, a so much happened. Yeah, Kuli and Chike was there. So much happened. We won't get into that, Mind too. You, so much happened in that day. Mm-hmm. That was the Crit was here cover happened. That was the, yeah, the beginning of the, yeah, stamp. Didn't they shoot your first music video? Yeah. Yeah. We sided on that video. <laughs> we was in a hotel in Meridian, Mississippi. We had just did, uh, Hometown hero. So we get to this hotel and shit, and we want to do one more, and we're going through it. And then Steve was like, yo, children of the world. And then we coming up with the cover, too. He's like, yo, we should just do it right now. And I had on this fucking button up, and then I, can't, I ain't going to mention shot it, and my pops pulled up. It was like a <laughs> whole thing. And we shot that shit in the hotel. I was tired as fuck, bro. It's like, yo, bro, this is gorilla style. Let's do it right <laughs> And then I think we drove to fucking Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. Like in playing country shit, and that was the beginning. Like, wow, this is the one. It was a record. It was a record before yeah. the features got on it, right? Definitely. And then having the features, obviously, you know, having UGK influencing your music mm-hmm. and seeing how, um, how Texas gravitates yes. towards you. Yes. Like that's no I would even though you no. reside in Atlanta, I would like to say Texas is your second home. Yeah. Because I see how. They treat you, and I yeah. see how you own the stage. Yeah, when you in anywhere, any yeah. crevice in fucking Texas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need two nights. <laughs> we need two nights in the warehouse live for Big Crit because you know the first night is sold out. Yeah, so we we're need two nights, up. Yeah. right? So we're having that influence in your music, having Bun B on your record. Mm. What did that mean to you? Bun. It meant everything. It was an honor. So this was, you know, I meant the first time meeting Bun B was at DD One Seven Two. Mm. I don't know. I, I forget. He literally came to holler at. It was, it was like an art show. I think Mickey Fax performed at that show too, though. He did. And so it was this whole thing. And he, the man walked by me, and I was literally, just, I was like shook, though. I was like, yo, what's the hell? Dude? He was like, yo, what's good, man? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, you know, I got to run. You know, I like pleasure. Boom, boom, boom. Honor it. I got this record called Country Shit. I really, you know, love it. Would you Jump on, it's like, yeah, I get up. I fuck with it. <laughs> Mind blown. Bun be knowing everything. Oh, Niggas be G. thinking Bun don't know, and he'll pull out his phone and show you, or show you his iPad. My mind, bro. My mind was so blown, and then it, it, it happened. And for we, but the OG was like, yeah, yeah. I was fucked up. Oh, I was man. like, I didn't know. I was like, wow. I just <laughs> <laughs> one of the moments. Yeah. Just standing there and shit, and I want to say right after that, Black Thought walked up. I was like, what the mm. fuck? Yeah, it, was a, it was a great night. I mean, DD-172, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's going to segue into this, this okay. my next spiel, <laughs> right? Because, like I said, we was on the hardwood, and when we was on the hardwood, that was a part of the start. That was yeah, our playground. Definitely. That was our Rucker Park. Easy G right? League. That was G League. That was good. That was nah, good. I wouldn't even say G League. It was, it was G bigger League. than G League. Oh. It was bigger than the G League. It, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was oh, the okay, NCAA. 
Oh, March Madness. You it right. was March oh, Madness. Oh, okay. I be playing Demons NBA. Right. <laughs> they make you go to fucking. Right. You got to go to college, then the G League right. to get these boosts and shit. And I'm even sorry. more important, right, to take away. <laughs> and let, let let me cross into the Marvel yeah. world, right? That was okay. I, that was our X Men. That was the X Men. We was uh, like X Men, yeah. right? Because okay. Dan was like Professor X. Okay. And yeah, then we nice. all was like in our habitat just practicing our superpowers. Yeah, that's fine. Right? Yeah, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so okay. In, in that time, right, I remember when we did The Secret. Ah. Right? Mm, and me and you, me and you, right, we used to show off a lot. Especially when did other people was around. Did you notice? I was, I was, I, I thought I was being discreet. <laughs> we was, we was yeah. showing off because we, we always felt accepted, mm-hmm. but we always wanted to stand out to let niggas know that we belonged here. Yeah. Right? So when we were cutting those records for Ski, shout out to Ski. Yeah. Ski, right? Those, those was, I don't even want to call them humble times because they was bottling up an energy that I feel like spurned to a lot of other artists. Yeah. After yeah. us. Right? Now, working in DD-172, what was that experience like for you? Ah, uh, man. It, <laughs> it was, it was like, um, it was definitely a creative club, right? You go down in that it's fucking dark. And the only thing lit up is the mic and ski beats like situation. And everybody else is just all around the fucking rooms. Right? Right. And for me, I felt like uh, for us, it was like this, how can I put this? It's like steel sharpening steel situation. It's, very, it's a very competitive place to be, but you know whatever record we come out with gonna be crazy. But I remember one time about everybody was smoking, drinking, and we obviously was like party. And then we was working, bro, and we started rapping, and motherfuckers started waking up. And I was like, yeah, this shit hard. <laughs> like, I was like, that's, that's what we, that's, that's the energy that we had. It would be down there, people would just be kicking it, relaxing. And we would start writing, and then we would do a record, and everybody, they'll wake down there. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the beginning of seeing how we could shift the energy of a room with the music. But we definitely was competing, though. Like, it was definitely, we was definitely competing. It wasn't, I wasn't as comfortable enough back then, like, yo, smoke, this is the motherfucker. It took some years. Show out on you. When we get back to Johnny Chaser, you ain't gonna be talking about me. I'm gonna pull over once I got you. Know? <laughs> the whole scene, the whole time. Nah, but you know, that camaraderie of being our own little duo when we yeah. get on songs together. <laughs> now, now we just double team. Now oh, everybody else is just getting it's just, it's just some other shit. But I learned with you, man. So, like, for me, it's like, we also know, like, bro, I'm going to do the hook. Oh, bro, you know what? I'm going to do the first verse. Oh, bro, you know what? I'm going to do the second verse. Oh, bro, let me get the bread. Oh, bro, you know what? I ain't even going to jump on this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think having that idea, like, my nigga went so hard. How about I go? You know what? Fuck it. I'm good. You got this. You know what I mean? You got this. You know what's crazy? Because we got records like that that's on the album. You know what I mean? That's yes. that's like, you know. But shout out to Girl Talk for Noise. Like, you know what? You can have it. Yeah, Greg, Greg is a sneaky motherfucker. This, this is you. <laughs> this is all you. Because the season's record, I ain't going to front. I was like, I'm so glad that it was you. I didn't want to deal with that song. It's like, I was like, what the fuck? It's like, different flows and shit. And then I didn't hear the beat like you heard it. So I'm like, bro, I really like, I like you on these tempos. Like, this shit is, he's like, yo, it wasn't like that when I did it. But he sped up. Like, yeah, nigga, this shit is jamming, though. Yeah, Greg, Greg do a lot of, like, <laughs> do a lot of technical work after everything is done. Yeah. Right, so now, now, now back to the great big crit. Okay. 
So, all right, so we in GD172. Yeah. We doing our thing, yeah. right? And then, you know, a guy by the name of Shaw Money XL. Yes. Shout out to Shaw Money XL. Um, recognizes your greatness. signed to a major label period is a big deal but you're going to be signed to Def Jam right so that's the Chicago Bulls that's the Mecca it doesn't get any higher than that because a a kid from New York I feel that way so so we all you know put that Mm -hmm. in high regard right so now you get over to Def Jam what is that like for you I mean well the the beginning of it was it still was all proving myself right regardless of where I was but I shook LA with your hand, I did the deal, and I was like, oh, we, we made it. I think I called my dad, everything. I was like, oh, man, this is it. Um, and then the building changed in like three weeks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of changed the narrative of working in the building because along with LA Reed not being there, a lot of people that worked there that was aware of me left too. Mm. You know? And then I don't even blame the people that worked there. It's not their fault, but it put me in a position where, you know, if I'm signing to a label where they don't have any understanding of where I'm from, what I do musically, and what that means. And so it was just that always that battle. But for me, it was like, I'm not finna go in here and flip over tables, and you know, it's gonna be, all right, well, if y'all don't get it, I'ma show you. So it was always that multi, and then, yeah, I'm with Def Jam. And then utilizing a lot of the movement that we was doing, because back then, we had reps. So you would go from radio station to radio station to radio station. These people are, are falling in love and fucking with you as a human, not with the label you with. And so me, it was like very human, baseline, like, man, I'm a country boy from Mississippi. And having genuine conversations with these DJs, these reps, and I built relationships with them. So even when I went with the label, they still fucked with me as a person. You know what I'm saying? And so it was still very beneficial for me to move around like that, but it just didn't, it, it didn't work out in the sense that most people would want. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, man, all I got to do is be lyrical on Def Jam, and I win. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, grit. We, go, we, we shoot our own week. And then it just was like the, the, the game was changing, time yeah. music changed. And then he was like, "Oh man, we get a label, we get, we sign a deal, we we good now, we on." Man, hell no, nah. you sign a deal, real work. That's the work, bro. Mm. Like independent, that's like that's love, that's friends, that's family. Like you having fun, it's a barbecue. Mm. That label deal is like, nah, well you you know you going to work. Today right. you going, you clocking in. <laughs> like, but you know the work has never been a thing for you. Because you've always done the work. Shot Money will say this, bro. Most of them met me or first heard, like, the first time they saw me, I was in a back room in Def Jam making beats in, like, this small studio. And I had been in there for, like, six or seven hours. First time I met Sway, he literally walked in the room and was like, what's good? Like, yo, Shot was like, yo, this big crit. And I, I played him everything I've been working on in this little closet studio shit in Def Jam. Mm, that's fucking crazy. Just making beats. Because I'm like, oh, I'm here. So I might as well make beats for other artists that's here. Hmm. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. Right. So so we got Crit was here. Yeah. We got fucking live from the underground. Let's go. Right. We got Cadillac. Ca- Catalactica. Catalactica. I get it. We're right. gonna say return of Evan for having a day too. We're gonna no no. Right, right, right. We know I was gonna throw them. I mean, I mean I am being you know. Yeah. I know this shit. I got all this we, we, I bought we, all we, your shit. I mean, I know, but it's not. Not everything. But you, but you, you a part of the. I'm just throwing them in there, right? Okay. You go back to Cadillac. 
Because right, right. No, I, I said those projects because most of those projects is fully produced by you. Yes. Right. Now, it was a time where Big Crit would not rap over other people's production. Mm-hmm. And he really was, he was solid on my shit. For us, yeah. for me, by me. Yeah. Mixed by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah me. mastered by me. Yeah, mastered by me. Kanye. Yeah. 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 By me. Yeah. I say, oh, who's that singing? Is it sample? No, it's not a sample. He's by me. No checks out. Right? I did that. Everything. So, 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 when, when was it comfortable for you to say, you know what? Let me stop hogging my shit and let me just. Let me fuck with some. Let me fuck with the. Let me fuck with the world for a second. Let me see what the world got to offer for me. What they got for me? Two things happened, man. Um, Before Live Underground came out, I was in the parking lot. I forgot what college we was at with J Cole, and I played my album. And he 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 turned around. He's like, bro, shit jamming, but you gotta get me another producer. He's like, bro. He's like, you gonna learn so much. He's like, I think he said Manny Fresh. Like I got him on Manny Fresh. He just like I learned so much, but you gotta get me another producer. Like, cool. Dropped the album. Album. Did well with my standing, right? Took people to go back two years later to be like, oh, this shit was great. But it was still me staying true to myself. Shot money and, and shout out to the whole team because they was able to let me produce my first major label album all by myself. And that was the goal. Going in, I don't know what the fuck may happen after Live on the Ground, but I'm going to produce this whole motherfucker. And it was a lot of tease back and forth, like, oh, this ain't going to work, boom, boom. And Money on the Floor came out September 2011. Love that video. My album didn't come out till June 2012. It's mm. a long fucking time. That's bro. a fact. But it was just so much what's working. <laughs> How's this working? Movement. And then Forever Today comes out in between. Because I want to keep people engaged. But it was it was turbulent because I was so dead set on producing my first you know, album. Working on Catalaptica, I was able to work with Dahi um, on a production level. Terrence Martin, you know, be out there with them. And I'm probably forgetting somebody. Um, shit. I'm forgetting one person, but, you know, they, they, I hope they understand. <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is how they produce. This is how they work. You know, I want to say Rico Love. Yeah, for sure. Rico Love, for Jim, sure. you know, Jim Johnson, all them. Mm-hmm. So literally seeing how they work and produce changed my thought process. Mm. I was like, oh, shit, my drum don't have to be in this cadence. Or, all right, that pack work. Or maybe start the piano progression. You know what I'm saying? And it just let me kind of like, kind of lighten up on the idea of working with people and it just it, it created a, a different space where I wasn't so competing with other producers like oh yeah that'd be hard but nigga the beat is for you to rap on to get a hit record or a dope record but I'm like oh that'd be hard let me play mine the producer get the fuck out of the way like, <laughs> rap on this song you know what I'm saying and so looking at Catalatica people love that record I didn't produce that song Dying. Mm. you know what I'm saying mm. Shout and, out to and, 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 and it was like shit once you in the you, it's, it's so confetti. The confetti ain't even heavy. Like working with motherfucking campers. My G, once you play a record that you didn't produce, but it still go up because people love it, it don't fucking matter. It's like, nigga, this shit. Like, what? And they go, who produced it? I'm like, camper. <laughs> <laughs> I love camper. Like, yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so it just made me kind of like, you know, it's all good, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. That's not a survival tactic no more. Right, right. How many projects came out between Crip was here and Live from Live from Nine? Shit, Return of Forever, Forever in a Day. I think we did like a fucking EP Forever in a Day drop where, um, what the fuck came out? Uh, 
just last week, the full version, but that was too late because we had fucking dropped the halfway version <laughs> fucking eight months before that. Um, and yeah, they didn't lie for Underground. Yeah. Mm. And it was like other shit. We actually took, like, bro, it was a lot before we dropped the album. Like, now you was laying a lot of groundwork, bro. Like, yeah. a lot, a lot of groundwork. Yeah. You know, speaking of groundwork, <clears throat> it's another legendary artist that you work with that's bucket list for any musician. That's good. Like, the legendary, the late, great B.B. King. B.B. King. Right. Let's go. Right. Let's now, go. shout out to Rose and Jason. Hey, you know what I mean? what's you know that? What I mean? That's, that's, that's the family. They Yo, always, his, they uh, always son, check in. son be killing on guitar. Lil Justin. Yes. Yeah. They, they send me videos and all that. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. right. So, how did you get in the cahoots with B.B. King? Jason. And it's so funny, bro. We was on the road. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We was going to Ithaca. I don't know where the fuck we was going. And we literally was in the white van, and Wally Sparks was like, you know who you should get on Praying Man? B.B. King. And we all just bust out fucking laughing. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. And then it was like, at one point, I guess it at one point, I was like, well, fuck it, let's try. We sending out, uh, I don't know, the email, like, you know, Twitter, you know, you actually kind of really knew back then. Very and then nice. Jason was the one that was working side by side with B.B. King that actually was like, yo, I heard the record. Let's try to put this in motion kind of situation. That's and then, nice. yeah, and he was there when I recorded with BB. And that whole experience still doesn't seem real. I mean, cause like, bro, like my grandmother, when you walk in my grandmama's house, if you turn to the left and look back, she had this huge poster of BB King with a Jerry curl. Mm-hmm. And I saw that poster every since day. I can every fucking I, day. I, Every day, I'm like, yo, you know, and you just, you just, that's... The- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba 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 At participating McDonald's. That's, but that's what it is. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and, and so, to, see, to, to be there in the presence of him, and I was like, all right, I'm doing this not only for my grandmother, but he... He didn't even realize, like, man, I've, there's so much of, I've seen you bad baseball games, graduation, my first girl, all this shit. I, I turn back, put this key on the door, your face is just like, give me the fucking good talk. <laughs> 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 like, good job. <laughs> and so, to be there in the room with him, man, Jason in there, man, and he just, That's like, crazy. bro, the man, he was like, he knew my name. He was like, yo, Justin, he was like, yo, you hear it, you taking care of all this, I'm going to call you boss. Till we done. Mm-hmm. You boss. Not just you boss. I kid you not, man. Listening to the record, going over the song, playing guitar, every time he referred to me, he referred to me as boss. That's crazy. Shit was fucking phenomenal. I was like, wow. Grandma. It's like, boss, you, you boss, you, you, is that good? You mm-hmm. want and then he was singing on it first, and he was like, yo, bro. He's like, uh, he's like, boss, you want me to play the, uh, Lucille on it? Woo! I was like, yeah! <laughs> bro, the three takes, straight through. Three takes, no stops, no chops, and I always I used the first one. He was just doing it for the, the second and the third was just because. That's fucking. And I got the penny loafer tapping, all that shit, just crushing it. Was, Yo, did he give you any gems? Oh yeah, I can like, tell you I'm fancy too. Well, give, give me some, give me some, <laughs> <laughs> give me something that, that you can share with me that was inspiring for you. Um, so he said, uh, he was like, "Yo, so I remember when I first met Lil Stevie and Lil Mike." So I'm like, okay, little Stevie, little Mike. I said, you talking about Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson? He's like, man, yeah, you know, I met little. <laughs> he had a live person. He's like, yeah, I met little Stevie and little Mike. I told him. He was like, uh, 
no matter what you do, stay on the road. Say, no, don't matter what happens, stay on the road. Build your fan base, tour, stay on the road. The man literally was getting ready to go back on tour. His, his physician had came through to check on him, and he was still touring in. So yeah, well, let me stay on the road. Man. Y'all hungry? No, go to BB King's across the street. Take, take the BB King, give us something to eat. But yeah, stay on the road. He had some stories I'm not sharing though. <laughs> See, those type of black men was built different, though. Yeah, I mean, different. Man. They was built different, though. Like, I just think about, different. I just think about touring. I was like, my grandmother was a fan, and touring, and I'm just glad she didn't go on like to a tour show back then. Oh man, I can only. I can I'm just only glad she, imagine. from a distance, enjoyed the music. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, when I say these names to you, what it mean? DJ Brad, DJ Folk. Ah, <laughs> Duma. Wow. Well, DJ Folk still DJ Folk. DJ Brad would be uh, Black Bill Gates. Okay. <laughs> well, no, well, Black, no, DJ Brad was Vocal Legion, but then Black Bill Gates, damn, and I did, I did say those names wrong. So Black Bill Gates was the, was the first person along with DJ Folk that heard this record I, call, I had called, uh, they don't Fuck, know. They Don't Know. I met DJ Brad along with my cousin Quack in Atlanta, who mm-hmm. also was working with Bo Hagen at the time. Right, and so that's where I first met DJ Brad. But they all, yeah, they all are Legion of Doom, and I did showcases, played my music for them. But then DJ Folk was the first DJ to put me on a mixtape, mm. along with Wiley Sparks. DJ Folk first, the mixtape he put on was Traffic Strong, and it had uh, Trick Daddy and Jeezy on it. That was big. Yeah, and then Wiley Sparks put me on this marijuana tape because I had this record called Mary Jane, and it had like Ludacris on it. Mm. And fast forward, Ludacris ended up being on. Let's go. Man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, I like how you so came man. in with that song. Yeah. Yeah, right? Wow. So, you know, like I said, man, I've had the honor of being a fly on the wall in, in Big Crit's career and a lot of in a lot of hot man. Moments. He's like a trophy in the hall. Like, Not <laughs> a fly on the wall. It's like trophies leaving the trophies. Like, nigga, you did your shit. You did your shit. Now, no, but bust it though. We had a we had a cert, we had a dinner with with one of the most legendary. Ooh, we gonna talk about this? Yeah, we gonna talk Sorry. about this. Ooh, one of the most legendary directors wow. in our time. That was a rough day for me. Eating Italian food and drinking red wine. Yeah, that was, right? that was, and that round. It was amazing. Oh, all yeah. three oh, lines. Oh, 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 I'm still going. Let's go. You know what I mean? But anyway, right? But anyway, I'm talking about the legendary. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Yep. Right? <laughs> now, now, what video was you trying to get Spike to shoot at that Grand time? Man, bro. Which happened to be the BB King BB King record. Shout out yeah. to Steve. He was right. Yeah. Throw it. <laughs> you need the water, brother? Yeah. Oh, no. Right? So, 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 right. That, you had a certain conversation with him. Yeah. You want to dive into and, that? And I, and I want to dive into okay. that. Because I want you to share that conversation. Okay. What was that conversation? I mean, first off, we, we at this Italian restaurant, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, we, like, I feel like we don't really seem to do the right thing. I'm corner with him. He pull up. They know him. Obviously, table and shit. We get there. We just talk about the video and shit. And I'm just so excited. I'm like, yo, this makes so much sense. You shooting a video with the kid. Boom, boom. And he, he, was, he started eating, and he was like, so what make you think he going to change 400 years of what people think about Mississippi? Mm. I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, buddy! I 
Hey, bro, my, my, my. Damn. Damn. Yo, bro, and then we was like, yo. Because, you know, me, me, look, me and Smoker, like, really giddy. Like, we like, yo. And I don't even think I eat. I didn't even eat, bro. We was just, I was just sitting there, bro. And then he was, and it, 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 it just, I had this whole save the world mentality with my music. I'm going to save the world, you know. Man, when he said that to me, it was just that, it was the beginning of people finally letting me know, like, bro, you finna put a lot of pressure on yourself, and I don't think you understand, if it don't work out the way you want it to, it's gonna really fuck you up. Mm. But back then, I, all I heard was, he was like, you can't do it. Mm. Now I know, he's like, look, bro, like, this ministry is gonna be amazing. But maybe you shouldn't look at it <laughs> like that. You should look at it like, I'm gonna do amazing video with BB King. But I, I took it as if he told me I couldn't change people's mentality about the city. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, bro, lo and behold, I'm this far of my career, and people still think about Mississippi a certain kind of way. Mm. So, video or not, that's the perception of it isn't about whether they, it's about how they view it and how they're going to continue to view it. All I can do is keep trying to change the narrative, but I can't force it. So, I, I remember leaving, and I was just so defeated, and the video didn't even happen. It just it, the trajectory of my energy. I feel like played on how it even transpired. It was like I, I realized I didn't even really want to do it because I felt like he was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's not gonna work." Mm. And I'm like, "Man, I got a record with BB King." Mind you, I've been in the studio with two profound artists, bro. I ain't gonna name them, and they told me getting a record with BB King is impossible because mm. they were they were like they 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 sent records we never did, mm. and I had got BB King. So they I'm like, push their shortcomings on you. And I'm like, shit, I'm in with Spike Lee. With, so it ain't even his fault. I think I let my insecurity about what he said, and I didn't even question it. I didn't be like, well, wait, I ain't say, what, what made you say that? <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. And I ate that shit. And then I went back to uh, Shop's crib, and I just, it just is a downward uh, trajectory. Mm. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because <clears throat> even being with you in those times, me hearing that right now, I didn't even add that into the equation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, being being on Def Jam still at this time, right? And, and you know, I want to say this is what it was for me. Okay. They didn't utilize you in the way they were supposed mm -hmm. to, right? Okay. Now, with that being said, you finally was able to get off that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> independence. Let's hey, go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. So now you get off, and you're a fish on the limb. Mm -hmm. What was that transition like? For Scary you? as fuck. I called this and Steve O, and I was like, bro, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I think it was like working on uh, Forever Is a Night Long Time, right? And niggas like, bro, do whatever you want to do. I don't understand what the fuck that means. It's like, you know what I'm saying? But it was like a, bro, you can do whatever you want to do now. And then that was the beginning of even being able to do a double album. The amount, the, the projects we put out, just really being free. And I think the day we told people that I, I was let go off of the, um, the label, we dropped music. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and people was like, damn, bro, we didn't even know. We were signed to Def Jam. <laughs> he was like, he was like, bro, you signed this out? <laughs> I was like, I'm showing like we we post the paper, all that shit. And he was like, bro, it's more time to the Sunday. I was like, yeah, but I was with me. You want with no Def Jam? <laughs> 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 I was definitely with Def Jam. I 
mean, it's right here. I got a jacket that they sent me. What the fuck out of here? But you know what? I can see how a nigga can take out here with Def Jam. Because I don't even think Def Jam sometimes realize I was with Def Jam, though. Me and Dutch walk into the motherfucking... Look, bro, so we go into the goddamn office one day. Meet the reception. So when you first get in there, it's like pictures of every artist sitting signed to Def Jam, bro. Mm. Every artist. I think all y'all sitting there just got signed. And I'm looking at his photo. I'm looking at... I'm just looking at everybody's photo. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I ain't on here. <laughs> like, wait, my... Huh. Nigga, been there about four or five years, and they only have a photo of a nigga. And then shout out to my rep at the time. I can't remember his name. He literally went out while I was, you know, talking to everybody in the building, doing interviews, and bought and put me up there. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Close mouth on good fat, like, right? I was like, wow. Okay. I was like, wow, I'm on the wall. You know? Yeah. That's history, man. <laughs> history, now, speaking of history, thanks. Yes, but I do that shit off the classroom. Right? Because I'm missing so much history <laughs> in these footnotes. Yeah. Right now, I love talking to my my brothers that was actually involved in this. Definitely, because I wasn't, and I always felt left out every fucking year. Oh, word! Right, it was the double XL freshman cover. Oh, right. So, so all of my peers got on this cover. And mm. It was elite, mm. right? Mm. And I never got on the cover. And but all y'all, all, all, all me being you being on the cover was me on the cover. Did Joey you? on the cover was me on the cover because y'all still held me down didn't when y'all was year, there. Didn't one year you turned it down because you were like, bro, come on, I'm not a freshman. Hell no. They I would have never, never turned it down. They, they would have, man, look, they could have gave it to me, how about five years ago? And I still wouldn't have turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? I would not have turned that motherfucker yes, I down. Right I was, I'm not turning down nothing but my hey, bro, I, ain't I was taking that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you best believe I was taking I ain't that motherfucker. Burn, bro. That's they fucking laws, bro. Like, and, then, and I'm going to be real with you. You leave that situation and you still go back into the world where you created musically for yourself. Now, some people, when you're there, you see the trajectory of even how the movement is, like the stylistic. You know what I'm saying? Like my homies, which shout out to shout out to Steve-O because he's a marketing guru, photographer, and stylist, right? Mm-hmm. And my niggas like, bro, we gonna do this for you, right? Giving you right shit like that. But this like this is my friend. But these niggas is like hiring people. They coming through that motherfucker dressed in a way where it's like, bro, you don't dress like that every day, you know? And you know, everybody's kind of. And I was like, bro, the, and the jacket is iconic because that was the first time people saw my face with my brand right beside it. So it was like, oh, that's who Critty is, you know? But <laughs> I remember being there, me, so I'm flying out late night with me and fucking uh, Saha. We in the airport, and they tell you, man, you can't tell people what you're going for the airport. And I'm, I'm looking at Saha, he looking at me like, you going for what I think you're going for? I was like, yeah. Yeah, what are you going for? Like, you going to rap at it? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's on the, it's on the, it's on the, like, it's people on the cover kind of shit. Like, yeah. So, oh, okay. We get on the plane and shit, we get there, bro. And that shit was like so far away from what I knew most of us all did because it's like, oh, now you, 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 now you out, you in the industry, bro. Mm-hmm. And people waiting like this. And that was the beginning. Like, oh, I, I, I went right back on tour. And I was like, shit, this is, <laughs> this is different. Mind you, Saha was fly as fuck on that cover, but it was so ahead of the time. Niggas ain't even know what to think about what he had on. Mm. Fashion-wise, the nigga was ahead of the curve. Now you look at what he got on, it's, it's like, regular. it's regular. Right. You know, but... I look back then, I think by now we were still being authentically ourselves in the shows, within the music, even in that cover. Because people can easily catch me in not like my merch, 
who I am, what my brand says, even now. Who was on that cover again? Shit. What was that first uh, one? R.I.P. Mac, R.I.P. Fred, Meek Mill, Yellow Wolf, Sci High. Yeah, what's my nigga name? Bass God. Yeah, Lil B. That was a nice freshman. What's my nigga name? Yellow Wolf. Well, I said Yellow Wolf. The homie that people be forgetting. Diggy Simmons was on the cover. Oh, nigga, Diggy, man. I was <laughs> Yeah, and Lil, uh, Lil, uh, what's my G? Like the, the other young cat. Lil Twist. Lil Twist. Yeah, I remember that. I ain't get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga named everybody, yo. Yo, <laughs> yo hold on. Nah, nah, nah. I got to stand up. Diggy Simmons over Smoke Desert. Nah, nah, hey, nah. It's okay. Nah, nah. It's okay. Nah, it's nah, okay. No. It's okay. I'm, I'm your bro. man. Hey, I'm your man. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro. No, I'm your man. Nah. Hey, nah, nah. 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 Hey. No, no. It's okay. No. Hey, let me no. say this. Hey. I would never with nobody say, I'll tell Russell Simmons that. Hey, man. Hey. No disrespect. No disrespect. I tell Russell Simmons. Hey. No, 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 no. We're not doing it. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's okay. It's cool. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's good. But we're not doing that. They had that shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. Don't worry about it. I'm mad over that. Turn my phone on, bro. 
she turned my phone off, bro. I can't even talk to my kids. Mind you, my kids ain't talking. They're only about two, right? So you say, Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. And they was, they was amazing. Great was digging these wings. Super Bowl up. crystal wings. Niggas. I Super think he was he was bigging the wings up a day before we even got to where the wings. Were. I just couldn't wait. Of how good trying. the wings was. Yo, smoke. <laughs> Gotta try these wings. I promise you. It's the best wings you're ever gonna have. <laughs> Ten years later, finding out what Crystal's is, Crystal's is a burger store. I should have never been eating chicken that Crystal. <laughs> I thought it was a type of wing. I should have never been eating hey, chicken that Crystal. Look, but they dropped the Super Bowl pack, bro, and they had wings, and I ate them all in Atlanta, and I just couldn't stop telling people about those shit. I'm like, bro, these wings is fire. And I ran into somebody, he's like, bro, we're gonna get on the road, you gotta get these wings, nigga. And yeah, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, I had the wings. Everywhere in the I South had, got chicken. I had three nah, chicken wings. That shit was crazy, bro. It we was stopped at tour bus like two or three times, bro. I'm in the back with my nigga. And my nigga's like, bro, we got to stop the bus. I'm like, bro, we, we, we got to, you know, we got to go sign shit, bro. We got to get there. And my nigga's like, bro. We got to stop the motherfucker. He was so mad. I ain't never seen Smoke don't really get mad at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was so mad at me, bro. Like, why you made me do that, bro? Yo. Like, yo, that was great time, Addicted bro. to the wings. Addicted to the wings. That nigga was so disappointed in me. Fire was, I shot fire out my ass. All right? Them fucking wings were so spicy, they talked. I didn't know what to do. Bro, but he was like, boo, we got to stop. 
I sat on two pillows after that thing was over. I didn't know what to do with myself. Bro, that shit was like, bro. But I felt, I was like, damn, bro. And then from that point on, it was the officials and Ruth Chris and shit. Yeah, man, we made made non fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I make up. But look, bro, you meet, yeah, we double eagle. We share hotel rooms in 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 the in the um in the La Quinta Inn. We you we have stealing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Your bill come back. <laughs> <laughs> you are extra hundred fifty dollars for pillows. Mind you, we didn't even realize we were taking every pillow. Nigga, we trolling. It's like yo, bro. They was like yo, the bill crazy. Talking about people taking pillows. We in a white van, my nigga. Niggas getting a bus and shit. We look back. This nigga got like ten oh, white pillows. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga been hitting up every hotel taking the pillows, bro. Niggas need to comfort over us, man. I feel you, bro. But he the white van, man. It was padded, man. Bro, that nigga had, I was like, bro, and then he had put my nigga Mookie Jones onto it too. So Mookie oh, shit, fucking taking Mookie. pillows too. Everybody yeah, said I was like, bro. Oh man, Mookie Jones. Hey Dutch, remember when Mookie? Remember when Mookie got? Hey Dutch, Yo. remember when Mookie got lost in like Austin or some shit? Oh, and so, that's <laughs> <laughs> another story. Another story. But anyway, oh, it's, right. it's some stories. Oh though. man, that was so Ooh, funny. Raleigh, North Carolina, laughed. y'all eating them bitches and shit with that chicken, and everybody uh, got sick. Nigga. I didn't get sick on that one. What that was one it called? Didn't time. Me. Remember the time out? It was like some. shit. It was time out. That was it called? It was time out, but they didn't get me sick. Okay, I didn't. I was like, yo, yeah. ninth one was like, yo, we gotta see. Yeah, we gotta come by this spot, get these chicken biscuits. See, damn, now I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, the gravy. <laughs> I was trying to remember that. <laughs> Last time I was in North Carolina. Now, it's, 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 I would be oh, a terrible Jesus. conversationalist to not bring up these two people that I'm about to bring up right now because they're important footnote in, in me even meeting Big Chris. And that is Wally Sparks, Wally Sparks. and Big Son. Big son, Walter Cronkite and MFOG. And the MFOG. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start with son. Okay. How did you meet Big Son? I met son when I was 13 years old. Wow. Uh, son knew my brother, <clears throat> but I, I there was this record label in my city named Platinum Plus, and it was passing out cards to me. That's how crazy it is. Like, they had, like, business cards. Mm-hmm. If you got one, that means you was actually, like, freestyling like crazy in the city and shit. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, I want to sign to Platinum Plus. Turns out, the dude that ran Platinum Plus was Big Son Cousin. Big son to my brother. I was the. I had did a freestyle tape over like literally like karaoke machine tape over here, and I had like beats from off the internet. So I had like the funeral beat uh, by Eclipse. I had like a few other things like fucking blasphemy by Tupac, and I was just rapping on them hoes off the dome, right? Son come over to holler at my brother, and my brother was like, "Yeah, my, my you know my little brother rap." He's like, "Oh yeah, bet whatever." And then I played the tape, and it was like ever since then it was like, bro. You, you got something. And at that time, son had a record called Box Chevy hmm. that was actually kind of moving throughout the city. And from that, from that, it's just like, bro, come over here. So I'm meeting people like Money Black, uh, Cat Named Baby Ray was like running the radio, like as far as like music on the radio. And he was like the first person in our city that we saw sell actual physical copies. And son, you know, taught me how to write bars, structure and shit like that. And like really being like, bro, like get out of here, let people hear you freestyle. And me and I kid you not, me and son battled about <coughs> 20 motherfuckers, bro, at a house party. That's crazy. Me and him both, because going crazy, nigga, like, battle rapping. And I look at <laughs> Yeah, that sounds funny, because some New York niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on YouTube, nigga. Shit ain't documented, I did it. I witnessed kind of shit, nigga. Uh, <laughs> so what y'all niggas, shit, niggas, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas, 
And this was around the time that all hip hop was only putting up four songs on their playlist at the mm. time. And uh, <clears throat> I think I think either if, I know Wiz had made it at the time um, on some breeding ground shit, and then they finally mentioned me on some random shit. And I'm like, oh, I gotta keep that one too. And then me and Bob, Bob and Cloud Nine was going crazy when they learned that song. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. We need a we need a big crit top five. Top five what? Wait, you're yeah, saying top five MCs. Top five MCs? I got new, I need that. Can I come back at my later date? Shit. No. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre 3000, Bun B. Ooh. Shit. Me, me, and Smoke Dizzle. No! Ah! <laughs> I like that. I like it too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Dre right. 3000, that's now I, like you know, if I'm talk, if I'm talking to like Big Crit, I always said when I when I when I talk to Big Crit on camera, I'm gonna talk about everything. <clears throat> Forever is a mighty long time. Double CD, yes. Big Crit versus Justin Scott. Hey, still doing that, right? So, a lot of us artists in this time don't do double CD. Ooh, it was look, <laughs> right? It was tough. It was tough. Now I, I know so that, that's why I'm getting in. That's why I'm getting Steve into the conversation. And Dutch, like y'all want to do a double album, and it came out. That <laughs> shit was tough. <laughs> it was some back and forth. It's like let's do it. And then Wes be working on it. Like shit. <laughs> what like? What kind of work went into creating that project? Man, like uh, literally forever. My long time is the little boy on forever the day growing up. It's like you're dealing with the, the same thing. I just see it. It's one thing to see it, and you don't know what you want to be. It's another thing to be in it, and then you trying to choose between which one is more beneficial. You know, it's, I do a record like mm-hmm. the Vent, but they want country shit. But you do a country shit, and people want the Vent. It's still you, but when you're trying to sequence that album, where do those songs go normally? They go over to the tail end. Mm-hmm. Think about iTunes. They say, "Oh, what's your single?" Normally, your single is in comprised of the first four songs on your iTunes like album. It's like, oh, this is your strongest song, which is normally your fourth one. By the time you get to track 12, it's decreasing because people have now listen to albums, first five, six songs, shuffle, playlist, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the whole album's not getting played the same. So it was like, well, let me separate the two. I can give you everything of this side of me, and I can give you everything of this side of me, and I don't have to worry about sequencing. Mm. I don't have to worry about whether Get Away works with Keep the Devil Off. Mm. Or 1999 really doesn't go with motherfucking uh, <laughs> motherfucking uh, damn my brain just went blank. Bury me in gold. Mm. I can keep them separate. Shit, though. All them and then you don't as a listener you don't feel bad listening to it like that either, because I'm not making you feel like you should be in the club one minute then like damn I want the club. Mm. <laughs> you like you can just stay on the club side for as long as you want. Right. You know. Yeah, but it's it's just that the duality that we all have as artists, bro. And it, it comes with knowing that you put your entire life on record. People tell you which record they really like, and then you make more of those records and less of the ones they said they did. But it's still you. It's still you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's art at the end of the day. Yeah, no, nah, that, but that album, was, that album was a beautiful, like, process still in itself. I remember working on the covers, uh, uh, me and Steve-O, and just talking about what it looked like and the, the back and forth. Then we fucking dropped the album, and then we started seeing other people that would never say they was influenced by the shit. 
nigga, I know what you got to fucking well, sure. deal <laughs> But we ain't the type to be like, hey. To call them out. Hey, nah, you got that for me. Like, Thank you. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, I like that, but is it, does it go with bank accounts? No. Oh, I like that one. Fuck, I would like, yeah, these <laughs> need to be mixed. Give me yeah, the greatest form of flattery and bank accounts. <laughs> They gonna flatter the fuck out of you, but you broke as shit. Whoa, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I think bring it back. Yeah, yeah bring it back. back. Pay it forward. Put me on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Say, you know hey, what? you did this for me. How about? <laughs> What's up, baby? Yeah, we went. Oh, wow. Right? So, 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 Big Crit is an A-plus performer. Oh, I, I've learned you. so much from watching Big Crit perform that I've taken to my own shit. Uh, right? Um, how you move on the stage, your cadence sounds on the record, how it sounds live. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists can't duplicate that, model yeah. that up, and give it to the world. Yeah. Hence why your shows all do so well. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so, with that being said, you know, you, you started with using a DJ yeah. for your shows. Yeah. And at some point within your journey in performing, you like, I gotta up it up a notch. Yeah. I watch you create a whole stage show yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Now, a lot of artists don't take their craft as serious mm-hmm. as other artists like yourself, right? Yeah. Because not only the work goes into that, but the money goes into that too. You just being this, this fucking, not, I don't, what's the word for it? This coveted musician that you want your shit to sound a certain way, right? <coughs> what made you get to the point where you want to use a live band and not want to rely on the re- a DJ playing your record? So I, I will say this: DJ still rock with me and still happy when we had live music, uh, live instrumentation. What happened was South by Southwest, that same show we all did, two thousand ten. Devin got on stage, bro, and the nigga didn't have no vocals. All he had was a click. He was rapping, doing the DJ scratching in his verse, nigga. And I was like, hold on. It's like, is he rapping over like over his track? He's like, no, nah, he don't. No, it's instrumental and hook. And he do, he got all that shit. I was like, wow. I was like, that I got to do that. Because the clarity, and it was just like, I was, I was mind blown. And then, you know, I get up there, I'm rapping over the two track. I'm competing with the speakers. There's no... Like, I got to get just as crunk as my actual song sound. So, me trying to do dynamics and just slow it down and be player, I can't. I got to keep up with the song. Nigga, once I, there was no vocals in that shit and it was just a hook, I can be more playful. I can turn up. I can lay back. I can let them say it. And it's so clear. Mm-hmm. And from that, you don't, you go from needing uh, what would be a hype man to not needing one. Because you're not competing with the music. So, you nobody to yell. Then you go to that the band. Everything is it sound. It's, it's just a singular feel. And I wanted that. When I saw that motherfucker do the at, I was like, hold on. <laughs> but it's like, oh, this is this is extreme. This is like this is legend. This is like the way you perform. And a lot of my records is turned, bro. So if I'm up there yelling over the track and we, bro, you seen me years of doing country shit. By the time I get off stage, my voice is crazy. Done. And he's be like, damn, bro, your first two albums, your voice was so deep. I was like, my shit was shot. Mm. And you 
do side by side. We'll put in nine shows a day, nigga. Mm-hmm. We freestyling. We fucking in blues bars. We got them <laughs> on, on the, the, the top of uh, what the fuck? What's the name of that shoe store? We on the, the diamonds. We just oh, the diamonds. Every, we fucking everywhere, bro. And they have a real show at night, and we all sound like shit. Mm. And I'm drinking tea with fucking just going crazy. Yo, that's good. You know, the craziest footnote from from what you just told me was the inspiration from Devin the Dude because I never knew that that was what you saw to make you be like. Nigga, we was all in the corner mesmerized. Well, y'all was high. I was high. I I was for sure. I I was. I was just laughing. I was was like, oh my god. I didn't really think about the work that went in the way. Because he closed. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, that was fucked up. And I'm thinking he's doing the scratching, but the DJ wasn't. There was no turntables. So I'm just keeping it. Who the fuck is doing it? This is the middle of his verse. And won't say the word and just scratch off and just like, what the fuck? And it's always been like that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, right, it started with um, Crit was here. Yeah. Crit is here. Yeah. Right? Now, Crit is here is, is a project that I personally love because I feel like I saw, I mean, I see the progression in every one of your albums, mm-hmm. but in this album, felt more big league. Yeah. Right? And 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 the fact that it was big league because it was big crit and not because it was on some major label that made it big league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it think was, that made it more bigger for me. It was relationships we built over time. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. So um, so I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Right. So with that being said, yeah. you know, some of the features on that record, like I love as a as a fan of Big Crit, I love hearing you rap with other niggas yeah. that's considered those niggas, yeah. right? Because I know what you're gonna do, okay. right? Yeah. So, addiction with yeah. Lil Wayne. Sweetie. For one, I would yeah. shout out to Sweetie. Yeah. I was so excited that my brother had a record with Lil Wayne. It's crazy. It's crazy. How did that come about? Mm. I mean, well, I gotta. I mean, first off, the entire album coming off of TDT, we went and worked with uh, Danger, Rico Love from Miami, um, and it was me, Steve O, Dutch, and uh, an engineer by Wolfdale. It was a very, you know, kind of letting go of the process by which I make music. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of working with other people. And I even think, even Camper, you know, came down and worked. Um, and so, for that particular album, it was like, just letting go. And really listening to Rico, Danger, and I'm just like, yo, try this, try that, bro. It's a lot of records that didn't make it on that album. I'm like, fucking 50 some songs. And we had a whole at Tree Sounds. I remember, I came, I You were that, yeah. Bro, this the, like, we listened to all them fucking records, bro. But it, hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And from that experience, it was a different kind of show, too. So 
like I made, bro. Like I did that record I made, and then I was like, shit. it was like, oh man, it's in the can. And then they was like, yo, they love this shit now. Like they they love this record, hmm. you know. And I'm like, word, you know. But me, I was at the tunnel vision. Like I know what I do. This is what I do. So I'm people like, oh man, people like, yeah, this is this is the one. Like people fucking with this, and it it worked in a way where I was like even doing the shows like a different kind of energy. It got a different kind of like a, a different youthful support base behind me. Wasn't mm-hmm. having Yellow Bees on the album. Having Wayne, obviously. And uh, Cole Poovy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? With Wolf on that. And then mm-hmm. being able to do the record. Um, oh, man, it just slipped my mind, man. I'm looking at the homie Nip right now because I wanted to get him on this song. Ah. It's unbelievable. Believe. Believe. Yeah. And so it was just, it was, it was great for what I needed to do as far as sonically for my career. Um, yeah, that was definitely a team effort with getting me to work like that. You know, kind of sure. letting go of the reins. Like, bro, I, I, ain't, I ain't worried about producing. You know. When did you so, meet Nipsey? Shit. Um, that was like a few. No, no, no. I had met him before that. But I had met Smoke before that, though. And so, but I knew about Nip. So that's how. So, um, Shipes had sent me the fact he was working with Sean Kingston at the time. And I was like, I don't believe this. This is my space. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh-huh, no, nah, this can't be real. And then um, it transformed. He was, you know, he told me he was working with this cat, I, you know, out of L.A. And he sent me Nip music. And he was like, yo, Nip, you know, they heard just so down. They want to make something similar. Now, he and I was like pump faking and whatever. And then I remember being in uh, Atlanta and I saw Nip perform on the BET Awards. Because he was telling me, like, yo, he's going to be the next dude out. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, but he really is making moves. That's when the movement for me kind of started. I was like, all right, I'm going to really kind of rock with him and see what happens. Um, but I actually physically met Smoke first, and then I met Nip, and then it was just, yeah, bro, it was like the amount of knowledge that Nip had for just independence before anybody realized what was going on. But me, I'm like, I'm going to sign. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah. yeah, but it was definitely a, a couple. Like, I knew, he knew what he wanted then. Right. And I, I was still just trying to figure my shit out. You know, another record I loved on, on, um, on Crip is here, New Thing, that that was, yeah. Now, only song I produced no, on that one. Right. Wally fought for that. Really? Yeah, that's the only song I produced on That's crazy. I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, Wally fought for that. Because when, it, out of the 50 songs, when we was in, in, in Tree Sound. I played that last. That was one of the songs I was like. Yeah. I love that one. You yeah. know, and, and to see you perform that with that art. Yeah. That you got going on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yo. Shout out to the, yo. That was fucking amazing, yeah. bro. That was amazing. Man, let me tell you how nervous you... Let me tell you something, man. I ain't never been so nervous to have a woman goddamn doing the art. On the pole, doing her thing, and I got to rap and jump around her, bro. Got me fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I found you. DBIC is... I'm hearing DBIC talk, right? DBIC is like, yo, bro, room almost, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they getting it ready. I'm like, cool. So we got... Dutch is Shiloh, and you miss Shiloh, man. You know, shout out to Sis. Shiloh's strong as fuck, but look, small frame, pushing this big ass. That shit heavy as fuck, bro. They trying to put this shit together, and I'm talking, and they put it together behind me, because we don't want nobody to know that they finna do this art for us. And I swear, bro, every time they put that shit up, and they throw them sandbags down, I'm like, this gonna be the night. It's gonna be a good night. Like I said, <laughs> and it was like, they gonna go too crazy, go too hard, and this motherfucker gonna follow me, or I'm gonna knock her off. It's gonna be a night. You know what I'm saying? But it just added a different element to it that brought the song together so much, bro. And 
song and even being able to do the album rollout and then be at Bruce Lane and then be ballet dancers outside and come up with some shit. I mean, I turned a strip club to a fucking ballet situation. So, I mean, shout out. And shout you. out to the team. Shout and shout out to the team. You know what I mean? You, I, I, I like to go grammatical order into, into shit. Okay. Right? Now, I'm going to get into an album that I personally love. Okay. Right? Because I've been listening to Would It Matter. Ooh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, does it matter to you? Tell me, would it matter to you? You know, because let me tell you, like, <laughs> the records that I love from Big Crit for myself yeah. is the records that you be doing that shit on there, oh. <laughs> right? Okay. And and I had a whole album of that, ah. and I was a kid in the candy store. Thank you, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, for one, it's a lot of it's a lot of bravery in going into mm-hmm. making a project like that, yeah. dedicating a project to just one sound. That we used to you doing, yeah, yeah. we're not used to a whole album of it, yeah. right? And to, to hear the different voices on that motherfucker, yeah. and to know all of them, <clears> you, <throat> you like motherfucking Eddie Murphy <laughs> in the old movie, right? Because <laughs> you doing all this, you doing all of this shit that I can't, that I don't think nobody can do, right? Uh, I'm not even gonna start calling shit out, but that shit is amazing. Yeah. It is an amazing yeah. body of work. Thank you. Okay. I can't. I, I mean, why I say this is three vocals. It's on this me, which is all the singing from a male perspective. Um, and it's an amazing R&B singer named Roland from Roland. a female perspective. Uh-huh. perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the homie Modre did the talk box on Show You Right. So I, I can't. I got. I got. Yeah, 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 I got. I got to shout them out. Roll clean. That's my shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boring. Boring. That's yes. my shit. I mean, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You know, generation. Is it a way down? Way down. Yeah. That's my shit. And you know, I, I want to say, I'm going to highlight in that record because if if somebody want to know how you're doing or, or who you are, mm-hmm. you can listen to that album and really find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. on Way Down, on, gener- on Generation, yeah. it's like you 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 taking us there. Mm-hmm. You taking us yeah. there. All you got to do is listen. Yeah. All you got to do is listen again, <laughs> right? And, and as an artist, brother, I appreciate that. Yeah, the right. openness. Oh, yeah. Trans- to, to, to the transparency. To share your your life yeah. under the scope. Yeah. Now, with you creating this album, did you have a conscious effort in giving us that, or mm-hmm. did it just go there? Man, I, I did this record called "Well, the record just for you." I had done that February of two thousand and twenty, and I sent it to Dutch. Like I did it, I swore I was in the gym, like I'm fucking on the treadmill. Like Dutch, you gotta hear this song. I wasn't doing shit, but I was just like, you know, still living the same lifestyle, trying to get my my shit together. Just like, yo, this shit hard. I was like, you like that shit? He's like, yeah, this shit hard. And that's when the beginning of, okay, well, I'm going to do more records like that. But it was going back and forth about what the album sounded like, how it would feel. Um, and then it was just really like, you know, I'm going to make an entire love album. You know, because I had already had all the time, but it sounded totally different. Show You Right was a very rough version. But then once I got in with the musicians, shout out to, um, shout out to Mad Violinist, Jay Brown, Jerry Alexander, Mike Hardnett, um, these people and they obviously camper and they oh getting in with camper I did I did the the south side of the moon and so this was this was when we're like oh okay I these they, they, this all making sense and that was like okay let's I'm gonna make this a love album and it's a very I mean yeah you the process by making it become strenuous because you want it to make sense but I didn't I'm I probably only made twenty songs to make that album go like every song ended up being exactly what it needed to be. That shit. And that's that's the beauty of it. That was that, and then it was experiences, so it was even easier to write. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, experience should definitely, you know, uh, a cheat code in, in making records because people yeah. feel like, you know, you're thinking about saying the shit, but no, I experienced it. Yeah. I mean, when you say shit like, my name ring bells from Wellington to Belgium, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know that it happens. You gotta know that it happens. You have to have that It's not gonna just call out that sack. You're not gonna just say that. <laughs> you gotta fucking know that it happens. <laughs> You know, when you smoke Thunder Kush across the board, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're trying, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, nigga, you don't remember that no, shit. No. <laughs> we always been smoking steel in there here right now. That nigga hit some weed. That shit yeah. had him at the interview like, yeah, yeah I don't know about yeah, Steve. Steve be like, nah, I like, like, bro, you need to like, like, smoke weed in L.A. I don't like when you smoke weed in L.A. You, you scratching this shit. You, we wasn't in I don't like, like that, that shit. That wasn't in L.A.
because I Feature currency, currency on that shit too. Yes, sir. And spit on it. Because every time I post it, niggas be like, where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Ask Spitter, man. That nigga got a motherfucking name. Stay off my shit. I be ready to say something to y'all niggas like, yo, what you mean where he's on the shit? Stop asking. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah, I think the degree by which we recorded it in the beginning, I don't think the understanding of that. We all was working with Grill Talk. Separately. Separately, yeah. So... He would come in, and I, even that record, uh, the record with me and Wiz, um, mm-hmm. Story Goes. How the story goes. He played the record to, for me without, well, with, with Wiz, you know what I'm saying, a verse on it, I think. And then I just elaborated with the hook a little bit of verse. Mm. And then he, he played did that with me with, yeah. with the joint that we got. Yeah. I, yeah. So it, it's like, I don't know, it, maybe it, even if it's the DJ and him, and also know, like, bro, we, this record sound perfect with this person. But we all had our own records and shit. Yeah. And so I think that's what made it even doper, though, because we were being such ourselves working with him. So when we got around each other, it was like, well, I'm going to just keep kicking the shit. I've been kicking any Literally. Literally. Because that's what, you know, that's what it was all about. But, bro, that shit was effortless, bro. Effortless. Like you said, we had four records before we got there. So I want to say it's how the story goes. Um, the other joint, the um, other joint. Uh, that's, 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 that's what the haters get, get right? Yeah. Um, you had the record season, with Wiz, right? season. Nope. You had a record with Wiz. Nope. I had seasons. Okay. And Wiz had um, Ready for Love. Ah. Right. So, so those is four records. Now the six records that's remaining that made the album. Yeah. Is the records we cut in that one session that we had. That's crazy, bro. We did six records in the span. I want to say six hours. Yeah. It was like God. But bro, it wasn't even like nigga was really working for six hours. Bro, it was so much laughing, fucking. It was a lot. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of talking shit, bro. A lot of and then like, oh, we gonna do that one, and then we just fucking do it. And you know, it was literally the all star game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right now, we had the parade. Yeah. We just had the parade because <laughs> we played the game when we was recording the yeah. motherfucker. So I felt like it was so refreshing and, and easy to just do my part because I got two juggernauts yeah. that's gonna do what they need to do and all I gotta do is show up. Man, bro, it's the, bro, it's the, I was camaraderie, but bro, it's that, the beacon, um, I know we, if I see Smoke Dizzle part of it and I know my homie happy about it, then that let me know it's good energy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's I, right. I, 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 we see you all the time, I see you all the time. Up until that point, I hadn't seen Wiz in years. Facts. Think about that. Mm. So again, Smokey, Smokey there, I'm there, and then everybody else pulling up, like, yo, what's good? So, nigga, no, it was very much like, oh, hell yeah. It you was know? a good bridge. Yeah. Was, you know, Greg knew what he was doing. He was he like, he was like, all right, you know, I know him and Critics Close, and I know him and Critics Close, and I know, I know Yeah, he, he pinky in the brain, John. Yeah, yeah, man, he did some bad science. He said, hey, man, how, what do you think about coming to record with Wiz and Kuzi? I'm like, I was like, what you mean? What, what it, it, you can fly me? Is it? Yeah. Well, actually, we can go record wherever you want to go. I hit my see what they want to do. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. And it was easy because you know, it's after that phone call, I called you through the. Hey, Once man. I heard you jump on the song, I was in, I was literally going through TSA, leaving Denver, and I was like, oh, this shit really happened. I was like, Smokey on the goddamn record. And then, yeah, pandemic hit, bro. And then we all heard the album three weeks ago. Literally, and it's... it's, it's <laughs> and the, album, about it. the album, you know, to not talk about it too much, you see the cover, and when you hear the album, 
you'll appreciate the cover because it sounds exactly how it looks. Unfuckwittable's a good time. You know what I mean? Unfuckwittable's the Avengers. You know what I mean? No fucking around food. No fucking around food. Literally, right? So, you know, before I let you go, um, we got this segment on our show. You you prepared for your segment, Shoot the Five? Oh, shit. You prepared? You do Shoot the Five still? Oh, shit. You don't want to Shoot the Five? You still shoot the fire? I, I I got a question for my you you really used to work at Blackbird? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great job, nigga. You got seven free rentals a week. Talk your shit. Nigga peep it though, but most people didn't watch seven free rentals, so if you was cool enough, they would give you a rentals too. So nigga, I'm renting like fourteen movies a week, nigga, and I'm watching everything. I watched over two hundred and fifty movies when I was in Blackbird. Motherfuckers would come to me and be like, Have you seen this? I'm like, Yeah, I saw it. He's like, Can you tell me about it? So I became the guy. That they knew if some shit came out, they could ask me about it, and I'd give them a great synopsis of what's happening. No spoiler alerts. And then, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try this. Or I, rec- I recommend shit. I remember when it all went fucking downhill, though. Netflix was making a killing because they were mailing people the DVDs. Mm. Mind you, you can send it back whenever you want, as long as you send it back. Blockbuster, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give people passes. We're going to turn it into, all you got to do is pay a $25 subscription. You can rent as much as you want. So, oh, this is going to get bad. <laughs> Every movie was only an hour, dog. Nigga rent five movies. You know what he do? He drive back after the five hours and rent five more. Now, it ain't no movies. Nigga just rent $25 subscription. They're like, oh, well, what else you got? New movie come out, everything's on. Because everybody can just come get the motherfucker. Then they try to dial it back. It was like, oh, no, nah, you know, you, well, we're going to try to cut something. They could have switched it up. Like, because that's brick and mortar, my nigga. Netflix was onto some shit way early. Like, way hey, early. fuck a brick and mortar. We send it to you. Man, yo. That's an L right there. Yo, you I, just said some real shit. Go that's ahead, a fact, because I remember we had a blockbuster on 2-5th where Target used to be. Facts. Right? Next to that fish market that used to be next door. Stinky dinky. Right, the stinky dinky. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and. I used to like to, you know, go in there and go look at what wrestling tapes they had. And all yeah. they had was the box. Wouldn't have been. Nothing in the motherfucker yeah. because everything would be gone. Back in the day, all you needed to do was order four of everything. People didn't have. It wasn't. Shit was expensive. You had to have credit. And getting that blockbuster car was like, nigga, you got an Amex. Nigga. That's a fact. He told and nigga be like, oh, nigga be like, nah, you can't use my shit. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna have no left feet on my shit. Yeah. Five dollars went a long way back then. Nigga, so yeah, but once they did that, it fucked the game up. I remember being back there, they turned off all the lights and shit, they showed us this presentation. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, man. But I think that 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 got me on my path to just really using movies and being inspired. Like I watched Friday Night Lights and all that shit. I saw Girl Death. Wow. I think I saw that movie. I saw that afterwards. I saw I saw some other shit. That that was, memory American, great. American, American, <laughs> American History X. I saw. Yeah, that was one of the other movies ever. I was like, man, this is that movie traumatized me. Yeah, bro. But I was going. I was starting at eight. Now it's fucking go down the line. It's like this is the movie. So incredible. Yeah, incredible. Big fucking Chris. Big motherfucking Chris. Big fucking Chris. You know what I mean? Now you know. On on the closeout, I usually ask my guests for a gem, even though you are a gem. So many gems that have been dropped on this episode. I want you to share a gem to anyone that's chasing their dreams. Can I read you a quote I got earlier today? Oh, sure. I love shit like that. All right, yeah. let me read this to you. And then I'm, you know, because I could tell them to pay their taxes and you should get you a good lawyer if you sign a deal. 
definitely understand that money is in order for you to live your life and not blow it all on bottles and all that shit because you're gonna have to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Leave that there. And if you go in the red, you fuck. Mm-hmm. But this quote says, bro, let me get to it. Now you can't take your time. time. One second. Show somebody some shit that you can't find. Oh, nah, she says, between the banks of pleasure and pain flow the river of life. If you spend much time on either bank, you will miss out on life. Mm, dang. So we, we chase what we chase, and that's cool, right? But it's about having the balance of knowing when to still live your life, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to write about Dear the Ones That Don't Die had I not experienced love. Love is a very baseline thing. Either you saw it, you experienced it. Some of the stuff I'm talking about is what I saw my parents go through, but I experienced mm-hmm. it. If you asked me to talk about what I did between 2020 and 2021, that was a true experience. All I did was grieve, be confused, in the unknown, not really knowing what I was supposed to be doing with myself. But if you ask me about love, I can tell you about that since I can remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I could have went out of that and then wrote an album about something other than something I really know. Because I would have been lying to you to tell you to do something other than get your mind right. Love on your folk. <laughs> you know, get your community together. Are you eating? Did you change it? Because we always trying to get our minds together. So I decided, first thing I did, I'm going to write about what I know. Because I didn't experience nothing but loss. Mm. Misunderstanding. Miscommunication. So let me write about that in love. That's a gem from the walking gym. Nah, that shit got a nigga think. Motherfucking Big Crit, my brother. Big Crit. I want to say I love you. I respect you. Man, love you too, I bro. honor you. You know what I mean? You're visionary. You're revolutionary. You know what I mean? You're everything in this game. You already know it's always protect Big Crit at all costs. Man, when it comes to smoke dizzle. You look, already it is protect fucking smoke know. You know this thing. Nigga. But let me tell you something about this room. Go ahead. When I first came in here, I knew I had me a little wine. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas been burning it down. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried know. To I, I know. I've been trying to keep it together. <laughs> but nigga, I'm high. Because <laughs> even I was like, that shit is so prolific. With that's hard. I was thinking about like, nigga, that make a lot of sense. Like, why well, ain't no say it like that before? It's like, nigga, that's high talking. My God, bro. <laughs> you need to put a little bit for niggas that come in here. Now we get the humidifier. I need something home. that, no, no, just puts me in a bubble. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a boy in a bubble. And it's like, nigga, the fuck are you smoking in here? All y'all niggas. Oh, oh, this is how y'all normally be. Oh, I'm yeah. over here like, oh, you know, I need to get the fuck out of here. You know, speaking of what I'm smoking, I'm smoking on some KK right now. There you this, go. This, this came from Wiz Khalifa. To me. Man. That Dutch tried to take that I made sure <laughs> I took home. Man, I, I swear when he didn't even open it yet. I saved it right there. Just to let people see. Oh God, bro! Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> My lungs ain't shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I never ever. Yo, y'all, look, man. Know, y'all challenges y'all be talking about. My lungs ain't shit. Let me fuck up. One of these pictures live will come alive. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, look, man. Geez. This picture right here, man. This, this NBA top shot right here, man. Yeah. This right here is the NFT. Cause what I'm saying, my brother, this is a mother, this is top three episodes for me. Let's go. You know what I mean? Because I finally got another one of my brothers to step in here. Let's go. You know what I mean? I had I had Wiz. Now I got you. I had Joey. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like you know I'm putting I'm putting our story together in the right way. If anybody gonna tell our story, it's gonna be us. Man, get them digital roses right, bro. You know what I mean? Get them digital roses. You're getting the digital roses. 
You feel me, You're man? You're documenting. Thank we you. Got, we got to. You know what I mean? Thank you, bro. Uh, Full Court Press, April 8th. Mm. The album. Oh. Uh, Billy, King of New York. Big Woo! Big Tony, the king of the south. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Smoke this up. Smoke this shit. Yeah, claim that shit. Yeah, this is what we do. What's that stupid shit you say? Yo, curls for the girls, ways for the babes, now for the hood rats. Show Broadway ho. We got big crit critical in this motherfucker. Big Mississippi, you heard? 300 block, you heard? Red line in the building. Talk you. You know what I'm saying? Smoke Dizzle to Jackson, Mississippi to perform, nigga. Talk. Straight up, my nigga killed that shit, man. Holly Miles, you know what it is. Chip, chip, chip. Personal party. We out there. <laughs> ah! It's ah! <laughs> <clears throat> a killer, yeah. nigga. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.